Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In this episode, we take a look at why being positive is a choice. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big changes. episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode today, we are looking at positive energy. Like, how do you actually be a positive person? What is the difference between being a positive person, a negative person? Is there actually a difference? And how do you, wherever you fall in that spectrum, shift? How do you get to the other side? What needs to happen to be more positive? So this should be a super interesting episode. We're going to be debunking a lot of things and, and really looking at the truth behind being a positive person or a negative person, quote unquote. So make sure you stick around on Till the end. Before we jump into it, though, did you know that setting your goals, like your actual goal setting process and your ability to stay consistent over time, those are the number one and number two factors in whether or not you achieve your goals. In fact, if you always feel like you're starting over, you've been struggling to achieve a specific goal for a while, it has to do with how consistent you are on a day-to-day basis. If you're trying to lose weight, whether or not you do the things that allow you to do that ultimately is what drives the result. If you're trying to save more money, whether or not you do those things are what allows you to make it happen. And each week, is going to be up and down. It's going to feel like a roller coaster. And it always comes down to, did you do the thing or not? So why is it that consistency is so hard? Because this is straightforward. This is simple. Why is it that it's so difficult to do over long periods of time? Well, I've come to realize that there's one main reason for this. And inside my new course, The Consistency Code, I'm going to teach you exactly what that reason is and what you can do about it. Throughout the course, we are going to discuss things like why we all struggle with consistency, the two key processes that lead to habit formation, why smart goals may not work for you, and the little known goal setting method you should use instead, how to break down your goals into their next step, and so much more. And by the end of the course, you'll have a solid strategy in place for being more consistent each day and making more progress over time. The consistency code is on sale now for just $97 or $3 repayments of $37. To learn more, head over to www.consistencycourse.com and enroll today. That's www.consistencycourse.com. www.consistencycourse.com. So why is it that some people 
seem to be able to sort of fill others with energy and are pretty much consistently positive. They're always looking on the bright side. They're able to pull others out of a slump when they're in one. They're willing to bring everyone in and and support everyone around them. Why is it that some people are able to do that? And to really look at this, I've got a quote here from an article on Your Positive Oasis. It's written by Damien Thomas. And it says, quote, just as they take care of themselves, positive people want to take care of other people. Aside from spreading happiness however they can, they want everyone else to feel good about themselves too. We can be pretty harsh on ourselves as a whole. Whether we complain about our looks, our job performances, our talents, etc., positive people will take the negative traits you see about yourself and flip them around into ways you may not have seen yourself before in order to build up your happiness and confidence. But yet, other people seem to drain energy from others and they leave them sort of feeling like they're hung out to dry. They're always finding something to be worried or stressed about and vocalizing that. They're always mansplaining or talking down to you and sort of treating you like a child. They're always uh, really relying on the word but instead of and uh, so they're they're taking away from something even if they say something that seems positive they might take away from it in the very next statement for example and this quote comes from an article on lifehack.org written by robert Locke. a quote a negative person might say something positive or even compliment you on your great cooking they might be happy to find themselves on the beach or in a restaurant the only problem they finish their remarks with the word but turning this positive into a negative. You get remarks like, it looks like a great restaurant, but I wonder why you didn't book a table outside. Or, it's a lovely beach, but there are always too many people around. End quote. So what is the difference between these two types of people? The people who fill others with energy and are consistently trying to help others feel better about themselves and and help themselves feel better about themselves and the types of people who are sort of draining energy and taking from everyone around them, taking from the positive energy that could be there. What is the real difference between them? Well, the truth is that these are the same people. I know that's that's shocking, right? Positive people and negative people exist as the same person because being inherently a positive person or inherently a negative person doesn't actually exist. Like these these terms and, and frameworks that we've designed to categorize it doesn't make much sense. People are positive and negative at the same time. People are positive in certain contexts while being negative in other contexts. We are both positive and negative people. And the difference between them always comes down to a choice. There is no real dynamic between these two types of people. Instead, it's one person who chooses how they want to respond And this choice is difficult because it comes down to a history of how you have been. If you have had a history of being negative in certain contexts or a history of being positive in certain contexts, you are more likely to lean in that direction. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to do that, but you are more likely to. It's easier for you to do that. It's a habitual activity more so than it is an identity.
Being positive or being negative in each individual moment is at its core a choice. And that choice is on a spectrum because there are different degrees of difficulty around that choice based on your history, the context of the situation and a number of other factors. For example, if you've been negative in this specific situation, let's say you are out to dinner and things just everything seems slightly off and historically you have reacted negatively, you've found issues issues with the food, you found issues with those seating location, you found issues with the waiter, you found issues with everything happening around you historically. That's where you're more likely to lean the next time you're in that exact situation. And similarly, if you're in that exact situation and you historically have been able to look at the good in things and overlook the negative, you are more likely to lean in that area the next time. But one big truth about both of these, whether you are historically negative in a situation or historically positive in a situation, is that in different situations, you can have a different history. So you might be historically negative in uh, a restaurant scenario, but historically positive when it comes to your work. It might You might be historically positive in social situations, but historically negative when it comes to your deeper relationships. People are complex. We all exist on a spectrum and that spectrum is far wider than I think many of us realize because there are spectrums within spectrums within spectrums. It's not just, hey, you're on this one single spectrum of being positive or negative. That spectrum is repeated for every single area of your life and every single context that you could possibly react to. But ultimately, even with the complex nature of how we choose to respond, it does still come down to a choice and we do have to choose which direction we fall. Now, we may not consciously choose it. And this is why I talk about on the show about being conscious. We fall into our habitual behaviors and our routines because we don't consciously make a choice. So we go in the direction that we are most likely to go in, that feels the easiest, that has the least resistance. But if we consciously make our choices, we allow ourselves the opportunity to direct the path that we follow. So if you want to be more positive, if you want to follow that path, but you have historically in certain contexts been more negative, number one, you have to remember that it comes down to a choice and that that choice is difficult partially because of the context of the situation, because of the history that you have with that context. But if you can identify it when it is happening and consciously choose the direction you want to go, while it still will be difficult... Because that's the reason that you're going in the path of least resistance to begin with. It's difficult to go in the opposite path. You don't have that history. It's hard. But if you can identify it and make that choice, you may still screw up. It's still going to be harder. You may only be able to be slightly more positive in that specific moment. But it allows you the space to choose and it allows you the opportunity to start building a different history so that in the future, in the far off future, because building history takes time. But in that future, you're able to rely on your new history of being more positive in that scenario. 
So I hope this is helpful to some of you out there. Here is your daily challenge. Here's what I want you to do. And this this is fairly straightforward. Pay attention to your day. Just, just try to live consciously for one day and find one area where you typically default to a more negative or critical response. Maybe it's something your spouse does that isn't quite right. Maybe it's something you do that isn't quite right. Whatever it is for you, identify one area that you typically default to a more negative response. Then I want you to make that conscious choice just to be slightly more positive about it just a tiny bit. We aren't looking for massive change. We aren't looking for a complete shift in personality overnight. We just want a slightly more positive result. And if it helps, try speaking that out loud. Try actually having that thought and saying it out loud to yourself that can help you to analyze it, break it down as we've discussed in previous episodes. So there's the challenge. Thank you so much for tuning in. I've been Greg Clunas. Be sure to click subscribe wherever you are tuning in today. Find the podcast over on Instagram at tiny leaps send me a message i'd love to get into conversation with you there are links to all resources used as always in the description of this episode so be sure to click those give them a read and learn a little bit more about this topic and as always remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day every day